welcome to ICU, a podcast where we advocate that compassion and connection save lives. They also make life pretty cool. I'm your host, Julie Lee. I see you. Let's be friends. Hi, welcome to the ICU podcast. This is episode 45, Follow Kindness. Today's review is from My Kaleidoscopic Life, entitled All Inclusive, Five Stars. It says, Julie asks really great questions to each of her guests that help everyone who is listening understand what is being said in a simple way. She does an excellent job at helping people see the importance of having compassion for all people in their situations. We all struggle. Might as well find a way to connect in those struggles so we don't feel so alone. I've loved every single episode. It's worth the time to listen. You come away having learned something new that you'd never thought about before after each episode. Love this. Keep it up, Julie. Thank you so much. I love how you said at the end that you come away with something new that you'd never thought about before because the beauty of this podcast is I love staying so focused on this theme of compassion and connection. I do get the question sometimes, however, are you going to run out of ideas? And I don't think that I will because of the subject matter and because of all the different perspectives with it. However, I've had people ask me enough times that every once in a while, I'm like, am I beating a dead horse here? You know what? It's a beautiful horse, so I'm happy to beat it dead. Okay, that sounds really morbid. I think you understand what I'm trying to say. Thank you for that review. I love it. Love it. Thank you for your great feedback from last week's episode with Liz Lemon Swindle talking about Operation Underground Railroad. If you don't know this, there are more slaves in slavery right now than there ever have been in the history of the world. Child sex trafficking is a raging, raging business that is three times as powerful as the NFL. And it's really hard to realize that and to let that sink in a little but it is the truth. And so I would encourage you to go to their website, ourrescue.org, and find out more about that. Today's episode is a little bit interesting. I am going to talk about a topic that I recently talked about at a school graduation. It's one that I've never specifically talked about before, but I felt like that's what I should talk about. And I wasn't even really sure why, but after I gave this speech, I sat down and one of the teachers was sitting right next to me and she put her hand on my leg and she said, you could not have picked a more perfect and specifically important topic for this group of kids. And that was really neat for me and really special for me. And I wanna share parts of that speech with you today. And I'm gonna add in some other things as well with this podcast, but here is today's episode 45, Follow Kindness. I'm gonna start by telling you a story of when I was in sixth grade, and I kinda want you to have an accurate picture of who I was around that age. I loved sports, I was such a tomboy, and I wanted to be tough like all the boys in my class, and I wouldn't wear pink, and I would slick back my hair and have two strands of hair slicked down either side of my face, because that was super cool and super cute and attractive. I wanted to be a tomboy, and I wanted to be like the boys, I still, liked the boys, if you know what I mean. The way I handled that was I had this giant glitter roll-on stick. It was blue and green and yellow glitter, I think all mixed together. And I would roll that thing all over my face. I'm pretty sure I did it on my arms sometimes too, but let's just tackle the face today. I would do all over my face. I mean, on the tip of my nose, between my eyebrows, across my forehead, on my chin. I looked amazing, okay, is all you need to know. I liked the boys a lot. I remember sitting in math class one day 
and I was sitting next to this kid that was super cute and everybody knew he was cute. He wasn't super kind and I was honestly a pretty nice kid, I think, I hope, but I just couldn't help myself with thinking this kid was so stinking cute, right? And there was this part of me inside that was constantly having a battle of like, don't like him, he's not a nice person. And I was like, but he's so cute, he's so attractive. I remember one day walking out of math class, he was talking to a friend just a little bit ahead of me and I remember him saying something and I was almost 100% sure they were talking about me and this is what he said. I'll never forget these words that came out of his mouth. He said, yeah, she's pretty, but her eyes are too big. I was crushed. I have some of the largest eyes on the planet. So I'm pretty sure he was talking about me. Me and my siblings all have really big eyes, really big eyes, like Disney character big eyes. And growing up, I always was told that was something pretty about me. I had adults all the time telling me, wow, you have such big, beautiful blue eyes. And so up to that point, I had seen that as something really unique and cool about me. Well, after that, I still thought it was unique about me, but I started wondering if maybe it wasn't so cool. And even worse than that, as a sixth grade girl, maybe it wasn't very pretty. But when it came down to it, I had chosen to surround myself with kind people. I was a kind person. And I'm happy to say that following that kindness that I had tried to do thus far in my life helped me to overcome that situation. I continued to be kind to other people. I continued to make a lot of friends and I continued to try and share kindness and follow kindness wherever I went. I want to tell you about how following kindness has greatly affected my life. Now I'm going to tell you a second story about a very different boy that I met in college about 10 years ago. This boy, I had never met someone with so much passion for life. Holy cow. He was friends with everybody in our apartment complex. And he smiled a ton and he he loved stories. He always was asking people about their stories. He was always interested in other people's lives. He had a pretty cool story as well and, and he was really good at some things, but I didn't find out a lot about that from him. I found it out from other people. I didn't find out about it from him right off because he was too busy focusing on other people, being kind to other people. And I was like, whoa. This kid is kind and he was doing what I tried to do in school. I tried to be friends with people from all different groups because I never felt like I fit in just one group. I tried to be friends with all different kinds of people and at the very least be kind to people, say hi to people in the hall, smile at them. Was I perfect at it? No. Did I do stupid things? I'm sure I did. But I genuinely feel like I tried to be kind growing up. So when I met this guy in college, I was instantly interested in that kindness and I began to follow that kindness. I began to watch that kindness. I noticed that he was friends with everybody and that his friends, none of them were the same personality at all. They were all super different from each other. Really different majors, came from very different backgrounds, very different nationalities. I started really trusting him because I trusted in kindness because I'd seen so far in my life that kindness had brought me good things. I was very kind to people. I was able to lead in student government positions and get to know a lot of cool people and create a lot of good friendships, be friends with adults. And I saw the positive effects it was having in my life. I still, as a college student, found myself following that principle of kindness and following this guy I met. And I began to really trust him. And I had some trust issues with boys in general at that time. But I began to trust him so much that when there came a day that he asked me to marry him, I said yes. And why? Because I wanted to follow that kindness. 
And the interesting thing about that is I didn't know how much I would need that kindness until a day when I started forgetting to show kindness to myself. And man, oh man, did I need that kindness bad. I would say things to him like, I hate myself. I hate myself. I'm so sorry that when you got married, you didn't know you were signing up for this. Was he perfect? No. Was he polished? No. But he almost always, always answered me with kindness. A couple people in our neighborhood that met my husband, they said to me, we met your husband. And afterwards, me and my husband both said to each other, wow, that guy has such a light about him. He's so nice. And that's what I want to turn to. As much as I love to gush about my cute husband, Rob, I want to talk about light and kindness because light is something I became fascinated with when I started experiencing darkness in my life. I became fascinated with light because it's what I wanted and I hungered for so bad. It was to feel light, to be able to feel like I was really seeing the sun shine again because there were times when I felt like I couldn't even see that the sun was real. It didn't even feel real to me. It felt like an illusion. In the beginning of this episode, I talked about all this positive feedback I received about last week's episode dealing with Operation Underground Railroad. Well, since I recorded that session with Liz Lemon Swindle, I have started to really immerse myself in that world of Operation Underground Railroad, learning about what they do and how they do it. And so I've been listening to a lot of Tim Ballard online, watching a lot of his speeches and his lectures. And the one that really struck me specifically He talks about how to keep light with you. Now, this guy, he goes undercover and he pretends to be buddy-buddy with child sex traffickers. You can kind of imagine the darkest, deepest, awfulest places this man goes for his work. But even just through the screen listening to him talk, he has such a light about him. It's crazy. I can't imagine how he does it. He said that he learned that he had to keep light with him. He was going to go into these dark places, but he had to keep light with him. And he talks about meeting one of these girls in Haiti, one of these little girls. He gave her a chocolate bar and she split the chocolate bar in half and she gave it to her little brother. And he said she had such a light about her. He said all of these horrific, terrible things had happened to this child since she was a baby probably. And yet she was full of light. How is that possible? And he realized through that experience and others that we are filled with physical light when we are kind to other people, when we serve other people. And that feels too easy and it feels too simple. But I got to say that matches completely with what I have seen in my own life with kindness. And I'm going to take it a step further and say that we fill ourselves with light also by being kind to ourselves, and we are able to take that light and extend it to other people. If you need more of that in your life, so do I. (laughs) I have found myself listening back to episode seven, which I did on my own with no guest about self-compassion. And I myself have found myself getting in the tub and turning on that episode and listening to it and telling myself, those are your words. Those are your words. It's time you put them into practice. You are not being self-compassionate right now. We all need that reminder. I want to tell you a couple instances of kindness, of what I think light and kindness look like that I have experienced in my own life. Thanksgiving Day, running up what I call Suicide Hill by the house I grew up in, in the rain, trying so hard to get my exercise in because I know how much it helps me mentally and emotionally. On Thanksgiving Day, 
running up this hill in the pouring rain and this hill, I don't care how in shape I am. It doesn't matter. I always feel like I'm going to puke for the last third of it is so, so long and so steep. So steep that when you're driving down it, we used to drive down it. Well, my stupid brothers probably, right? As teenagers and I was probably the kid in the back, but we would drive on it and we would race down it and we would get air. We would hit a bump and then our car would come off the road and get air going down. This hill is so steep, I'm for real. Running up that hill, which by the way, at the top of the hill, I don't even look like I'm running. I look like I'm kind of walking, but my heart is still pounding and I'm physically inside, I am running. It's just that my running is so slow and deliberate and crazy that I look like I'm walking. Well, kindness looks like the minivan that came by in the rain and opened all their windows and didn't honk and were like, you can do it, you got this. Okay, that's following kindness, that is light. Following kindness, I think today looks like having a really intense faith conversation with a friend who believes differently than me and being able to feel just love as we left that conversation, to just love each other and to not need to convince each other of anything, but to love each other and to respect each other's paths. I think that is what following kindness looks like. Following kindness looks like my little boy, Sam, who is so nervous of his little sister running in the street. I hear him crying outside and I go out and he's holding Lydia's tricycle from rolling into the cul-de-sac crying, saying, mom, she's gonna go in the street. She's gonna go in the street. That is following kindness. And I'm so proud of my boy. It looks like my sweet neighbor who just moved in, leaving us a note on our door, telling us how excited they are to be our neighbors. It looks like someone hearing from my husband that things have been a little rough around our house and they offer to bring us dinner. That looks like kindness. It looks like being at the grocery store and my toddler and baby at the time were having a meltdown. Her stopping when she was on her way out to get groceries and coming back and asking if she could hold my baby while I load the cart. Then coming with me to my car and helping me unload my cart and get my children in their car seats safely. That looks like kindness and that is seeing someone. And that creates light. It creates a spark of something new, of something that wasn't there before. And it changes that person and it changes me, the person who was served. I used to look at service as a cliche term I'd hear in church meetings. Service, I used to think of as not taking care of myself. And so I almost have had a bad taste in my mouth when people talk about giving service because I go back to this place in my mind, that's right, work yourself until you're dead, never think about yourself. No, that's not what I think true service is. That's not following kindness. Following kindness includes everybody. It means everybody gets kindness. Everybody's invited to the table and everybody gets kindness. As I see more and more darkness in this world and I seek for more light in my life and especially in my home, I am working harder to take care of myself how I need to and then be able to forget myself and be able to take care of others. However, if I start slipping on kindness towards myself, I back up, I readjust, I make sure Julie's okay and Julie's doing good because Julie's important too. And then I get to reach out again and I get to spread and receive more and more light so that the darkness going on out there I can see it for what it is. I can see it as darkness and I don't see it as truth. Kindness looks like light to me.
And can I tell you, where does light come from in our face? It comes from our eyes, right? See what I'm doing here, huh? I see you. And what do you think is Rob's favorite part of my face? It's my eyes. He loves my eyes. And so now this is just bringing in everything into one whole. He likes my eyes. And these eyes that I try so hard to use to take in light and to extend light to others, they help me to see people. These eyes that I, at points in my life, have been self-conscious of, have felt like were a deterrent (laughs) in my beauty, they're my eyes and they help me to see. And so my message today is to follow kindness. Kindness has brought me great things in my life and it's brought me here today to you to record this podcast because having been in the darkness, knowing what it feels like to hate yourself, to now be in a place where I'm not happy all the time, nobody is, but I do feel a lot of light in my life. And that is something that I wondered if I could ever have again. And while being kind to other people has not fixed everything in my life, following kindness has never, ever led me astray. It has never led me to the dark. It has only led me to the light. What's interesting is I talked to a friend recently who knows this person, knows this boy from my math class in sixth grade. He knows him now. And what do you think he's like now? He's kind. He has a wife, he has beautiful children, and he is a kind person because it is never too late to follow kindness. It is never too late. Be different. Rock whatever feature on your face is biggest, okay? For me, that's my eyes. Be different. Be who you're supposed to be. Be you. But better than just being you, be the best version of you. Follow kindness. And I promise you will never, ever regret that decision. Please don't forget, if you have a question you'd like me to answer, or if you have an experience of a time you felt seen with compassion and connection, or you have seen that in someone else's life, please shoot me a message via my website, icupodcast.com, so I can share those on here. I'm so excited about next week's episode. We have a guest here who is going to be talking about how the people in his life have helped him as he has dealt with living with Asperger's. This is something I've never touched on. This is a completely different perspective that I'm excited to have on the podcast that I think we're all going to learn a ton from. My name is Julie Lee, and I see you. Do you know a group of people that needs to hear the message that compassion and connection save lives, that it saved my life? If you do, will you please contact me at www.icupodcast.com. Seeing each other with compassion and connection not only saves lives, but it can completely transform a work environment, a school environment, and a religious environment. I am willing to talk to anybody that will listen, because I'm right about this.